podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. And not blessed the fight is right. Now, this time, <laughs> this time you're bringing somebody with you now. You're bringing someone with you now. You know I mean, who you, who you got with you? Who you got with you? See, who you got with coach, you? This is Coach GT, Coach Gerald Tucker. Um, this is one, This is my second coach in my corner, but damn, I like my head coach too. Uh, just added him to the team right before the Emma Colson fight back in December. Okay. Well, we start the show. We say dream it, believe it, become it. And I say come on down. Usually we've got my brother Baba Tundi Ajay with me, the trainer and the yard. But uh, they're, in, they're in camp right now. So while they're in camp, so they couldn't even bless to see our gorgeous little sister. But, yo, Coach Tucker, I hear a lot of good things about you, you know. I see you work with Floyd. Um, it was it was Mickey Bay that that came to me. The spirit, Mickey Bay, my guy, and Mickey was saying he young but he old. Like, <laughs> you know I me, mean? he said, you know, he know he knows the business. He's a good coach, great coach. So like, I see you over here now, and I see you just witnessed uh, Savannah Marshall's, and we gotta give him credit where it's due. That was a devastating knockout. Devastating knockout, right? Agreed. Agreed. Now, I ain't going to lie to you. I was away with the kids. And then my phone starts popping, 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 popping. Everyone's, my phones are popping. And like I said, oh, man, Savannah Marshall, she looked, she looked, she looked like, a, like a demon, like a monster. Right? And I said, okay. But I know that you beat Herman a few years ago. Yeah. Right? Are you looking at this fight now? Like there's 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 more to bite on it now because she just fought somebody that you fought, and, and on the record books, you know, like she's putting a, a a more impressive performance than what you did. Oh, you can't say that it's more impressive just because she knocked the girl out. If you look at the first two rounds, that was shit. That was trash. She missed all her punches. The girl was landing punches on her. She was frustrated. The girl was awkward, just like I said she would be, but. Everybody want knockouts, but you. I, I look at the actual performance. So congrats on the knockout and everything. But she didn't look better than me than uh, when than when I fought Femk. That was ten, that, that was ten rounds of a mastery performance that I put on Femk, and I beat the shit out of her. And that's how Savannah Marshall knew to hit her with the hook because I knocked the hell out of Femk with uh, with that same hook multiple times in the fight. But she had less miles on her when we uh, when we had fought. But I know that definitely, like that ten round fight took a lot, took a lot out of her, and she's only fought three times in the past three, four years. So congrats to Savannah Marshall, but um, her performance wasn't better than mine just because she knocked the girl out. Oh, we, we just a little glitch, but we ain't got a glitch now. I'm seeing that some certain questions are coming in here now. I'm saying this like in your approach to fight Savannah Marshall, I thought you, well, you you came on the show. I thought you was highly impressive. In your in your last, but that's to, as far as I'm yeah. concerned, that's the, that's the best. I've, for me personally, that's the best I've seen you box. I'm just being real. You know what I mean, Coach Tucker? Salute, but I'm just being real. That is the mm -hmm. best. That's John, the, John, that's, yeah, goes down to yeah, of course. Right, that's that's the best that I've seen you box. I can are agree. We gonna, are we going to see more of that kind of style for you? Uh, like moving forward because there's talk about uh you and savannah marshall uh in the summer in the uk no so that's definitely solidified we are going to fight in the summer we just don't know what date yet but um yeah you know i want to i, I want to look better 
every fight. You know, I know knockouts are big and knockouts are important, but the main thing is to win. And then you want to win and also look good. My main thing is, if I can go on there and just knock everybody out, I will have bad performances. But I go in there and I show some great, some great skills, some great defense. And like the fight with me and Marshall, everybody keeps talking about some, oh, she's got the power, but Clarissa got the skills. I got power too. And I can guarantee you that when we fight, she's not going to stand there and bang with me. I know for a fact she not, because Peter Fury's already switching his tune. Now, first it was, oh, Clarissa, oh, you know, Savannah will knock Clarissa Shields out. Now he's saying that, oh, Clarissa Shields is a is a superb boxer puncher, but Savannah Marshall's also, she's also a, a puncher, and she got great boxing skills. So now he wants to talk about her boxing skills, but up at but up at first they were saying, oh, she going to knock me out. Now he know, he understand, like, she's not going to knock me out. She's going to have to do a lot more in order to beat me. And she do not possess the tools to do that. That's just the truth about it. Okay, then. Yo, Coach, I don't want you to, Coach Tucker, I don't want you to let off too much of your game plan. That, but what what things did you see um, Savannah Marshall last night do really well? And what things do you think like she could improve on? I'm so glad you asked you that question. Don't ask yeah, me. Nah, I'm Yeah, can you talk up a little bit, please, champ? Speak up a little bit more. I can hardly hear you. Can you hear me? Can yeah, you hear yeah. Me yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think it was enough time in the fight for her to show any um, any positives. Um, you know, the knockout came uh, all of a sudden uh, after, like Clarissa just said, two rounds of uh, maybe she might she lost the first round for sure. Yeah. But um, I'm, I think the second round might have been you know a win, a win or a draw. But um, and then the knockout came, so it wasn't. Nothing happened. It wasn't enough time in that fight for me to see anything positive. I just seen a bunch of slow punching. I seen Femke able to make her miss. I seen her having her hands down, looking real whatever. And then I and then I seen her kind of uh, get frustrated third round and try to take it to Femke and decide she wanted to land some punches. Landed punches because Femke Chen was in the air the whole night, the whole night, first round, second round, and third round. And uh, she caught her with the with the same hook that I caught her with in, uh, in my 10-round fight with her. So she put her out, which is good for her. But it wasn't really, like I said, it wasn't no great performance besides the knockout. I think us as boxing fans, we look at the fight and we say, oh, the knockout, she's such a great fighter. But it's like you wouldn't want to watch that fight for 10 rounds. You wouldn't want to watch it for six because it was just, it was terrible up on both girls' end. Yeah, but what I'm saying is this. I just because I just watched the fight, right? And yeah. at first, I was just getting like loads of messages coming through onto my phone, and I'm seeing a knockout. And very rarely do we see in female professional boxing historically do we see devastating knockouts like that. Sure, sure, sure. That's what we saw yesterday. So you have to forgive the general consensus that's going to be looking and saying, oh man, you know, we've seen a big knockout and a lot of people don't really appreciate boxing skill because I thought that you, you should have got a little bit more praise. Well, more praise than that, how you demonstrated in your last fight. But it seemed to me now it's like that's people. That's okay. That, no, I'm just okay. being real. Yeah. Ah, I just hope that Savannah Marshall brings that punching power with her. Um, 
in the summer. I want to make sure she, I told her to make sure she bring it with her because when I beat her, I don't want to hear no excuses. I don't want to hear nobody saying, oh, you only beat her because of this. Y'all said, er, not y'all, but majority of, of everybody is saying Savannah Marshall um, is going to knock me out because her punching power is just too devastating and she hit too hard. And I'm going to show up in the summer. Though. I've been knocked down by Hannah Gabriels in like in like the first round, yeah. even in my first fight at 160. But I came back and won a unanimous decision. I don't. I watched that fight. I didn't think that was a real knockdown. I don't think that was. Savannah a real Marshall will not be able to knock me down. She won't be able to hurt me, and she's gonna be on her toes boxing the entire fight. That's what she's okay. gonna do. Because if she stand there and bang with me, she's gonna get hurt. All right, let me say big up to Monty Singh. He just he just sent in a questionnaire. He says, "Evening Spencer, I'm a big Clarissa." fan see her picking off marshall all night long easy win i see a late stoppage or easy points win i see clarissa as a humble person and i don't see i don't see that with marshall in the interviews would you like to address that my sister uh agree of course you know a lot of people um mistake my confidence as cockiness and the thing is, I've I only speak facts, and I'm and, and I work hard to be where I am. So I am very humble, but I'm also just a go getter. Um, he said something that a lot of people don't want to say. It's going to be a late stoppage, or what else did he read there? Or or a big points loss. Yeah. I have the potential to knock out Savannah Marshall. And people are trying to act, like they're trying to exit that out because Marshall has fought against a bunch of bums and been able to build a record up. But truth being, she knows I can knock her out. Peter Fury knows I can knock her out. And he better have a great game plan for her to not get knocked out because I got two things going in my favor. I can knock her out late stoppage or I can beat her up on the point system. It doesn't matter. But either or, her, her only chance of beating me is to knock me out. And she's too damn slow to hit me. So I'm trying to figure out. What's she going to do? Okay, That's like... Real question. I tweeted earlier today, and I see this fight very re reminiscent of the 1981... September 1981, Sugar Ray Leonard versus Tommy Hearns. Because of you guys' stature, uh, because of the fact that you are the Olympic gold medalist, well, two-time Olympic gold medalist, uh, yeah. the fact that, like, female boxing is not female boxing anymore, it's just boxing. Because the skills that you demonstrated... I'm seeing a lot, of, a lot of fighters on the come up now. A lot of female fighters on the come up now. I, I don't look at it. I don't really divide the two. Before, mm -hmm. um, hands on the heart. When I used to box and all the rest of it, I was very, very cynical about female boxing. But I remember seeing you in the 2012 Olympics. I said, "This girl can fight." I remember that because that's when we started talking. Cause I remember sending you a message on Twitter, and then we started we was talking from back then. I was, I'm seeing like now with with other female fighters coming through as well, like Katie Taylor and stuff. I think the gap is shortening because the work that you guys are the work that you guys are putting in. Um, and I would like to see uh, I'm wait there, sorry, I've got answers, guy. Christopher Anthony saying, Hearn, Sugar Ray, come on, Spence. I'm saying that this fight here is the female equivalent. Now, Christopher, no disrespect. You're gonna have to wake up very early, very early in the morning to watch more boxing than me or to even uh, historically know as much fights that I've seen. So I can make comparisons. And if I'm turning around saying that this is the female equivalent, look at the the, the size of Savannah Marsh. She's very tall. How tall Savannah? You know what? She about she about 5'11", but... Right. 
Yeah, yeah. But she's not that much taller than me than what, than what I thought. When we faced off, I was like, oh, you done, you done got short. You must have been drinking that alcohol. She done got shorter for sure. <laughs> okay. Well, Which is she's good for me. Cool. Uh-huh. She, she's rangy. She's got a decent, she's got a, no, decent jab. She's got a very, very good jab. And she got pop on the end of the jab. So as far as I'm concerned, she, she's... <laughs> She has got a good jab. You know what I mean? Maybe you don't want to give her no credit, but I've got to give I got, I got uh, her. Look, I'm going to be real. I haven't seen no good jab. I've seen her be long and rangy and put the jab out there. But when you talk about a good jab, that's a jab that can pump for 10 rounds without getting tired and have that steam they have first to the last round. I haven't seen that. But if you want to say she got a good jab, we're going to find out no, in what, the summer. What, yeah, well, I have to say she 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 has because her jab, her jab is more of a range finder to set up other shots, and yeah, she I'm does. She that, does yeah. Anyway, and I'll say yesterday she did pump that out, and I can't. You know what I mean? This is not uh, uh, on my behalf a Savannah Marshall uh, um, slagging off exercise because you're on the show. If everybody knows that you're my sister, right? So, but it's not. What I am saying is for that for her attributes, what she's got. And like I said, it's very rare that we see female boxing and to see someone get knocked out. Not since like Anne Wolf is knocked people out. But yeah, right. Van der Warren. Yeah. Right. Oh, that was a horrible knockout, right? But when I'm looking on this now, I'm saying like I'm saying, and in this fight, you'll be the sugar ray in the fight, right? Because you show, especially in your last fight, the way you was you were stepping off guard. You're stepping off. You're stepping off your trajectory range, and as you stepped off, then you be coming out with a right hand, left hook, and then you frame back the jab. Very rare that we see someone throw the the left hook, male or female, throw a left hook, then come back with a jab. You frame like a left hook, then you frame a double jab off of the back of it. I know it's certain things that you've been working with Coach Tucker on the pads. That's a rarity. You know what I mean? So when I looked at that, I was saying, well, Clarissa's showing me a different facet to her game now because she's showing me that she's multifaceted. That's what I liked. That's what I like. That's what I enjoy. I enjoy seeing that in boxing. Do you think she could take it downstairs in the body? Do you think she could take it downstairs? Coach Tucker, coach, I'm asking coach this. Do you think that um, someone hey, could take it downstairs? Ain't no need to think because we're going to find out. We, okay. We're going straight to it to find out. <laughs> right. There was, there's talk that the fight's meant to be not in London. The fight... Is going to be up in the most with Newcastle, like up like close to the hometown. Nope. That's inaccurate. Me and me and Savannah Marshall will be fighting in London or Manchester, somewhere of that nature. We're not gonna fight in her hometown. And uh Ben knows better and boxing knows better, so does Sky. Um, why would the champion who holds most of the belts come and fight her in her hometown? I'm already giving her fighting in the USA to come over here to the UK and fight. So we're not going to fight in our backyard. No, we're not. You're not. I'm no. saying, seeing as you being the American fighter, what difference would it make that you going to her backyard? Because you come to the UK, you're going to her backyard anyway. Well, sort of, kind of. I won the Olympics here. And London is a more neutral ground than what Newcastle is mm. for, for, our, for our fight. See, when, you, when you're a fighter of my, of, of my stature, you have to look at all those things. Sometimes the... The cheering and the and the crowd can persuade the judges. So therefore, we're not going to go somewhere where uh, most of where ninety percent, ninety five percent of the crowd will be cheering for her. In London, I have more I have more fans because I won the Olympics there and I have a huge following there. 
So, yes, she will bring her fans from Newcastle, but also it will also bring my fans from America and London to fight. So, it's a more neutral ground. Like, it's not neutral, but it's more neutral than what Newcastle is, 100%. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So, since you've been over, you've been doing any training, sis? Coach, what should you be doing, Coach Tucker? What should you be doing? Tell me the gossips, bruv. We can't hear you, Coach. You've got to talk up, bruv. Talk up a little bit. We've been doing like a 45-minute workout where we run like two miles and then we go straight to the boxing right after. Okay. Um, yes, big up country done. Um, somebody just asked me on here, what is Coach Tucker's credentials? Coach, you want to tell people a little bit about yourself, sir? Uh, I, I fought amateur from 94 to 2000. As an amateur, I won uh, about 10 to 12 national titles. I got um, a gold medal at the Pan American Games. Oh. I, got, uh, I, I was an Olympic alternate for 2016 with uh, Mayweather, Judah, oh. uh, Tarver. Um, I turned pro. I went um, undefeated 5-0 and before I found out that my brother was killed and I had to go home for a funeral and I, um, uh, I retired from boxing. Okay. So I retired okay. undefeated. I had two more fights 15 years later. So I retired at 7-0. Um, Incredible. Trainer, I trained Clarissa, the GOAT. I trained the GOAT and Floyd. Uh, I trained Tyron for his um, interest into boxing. Tyron Woodley. And uh, I trained Adrian Broner. And I have um, a couple more announcements to make here soon in the next uh, month or two. Salute. If Tundi was on here now, you see, Tundi's meant to be in camp, right? But Tundi's just jumped on here to say this. Baba Tundi Ajayi, who's a co-host of the show, he says, bless up the GOAT, Clarissa Stood on my balcony and said, one day I want to fight in the O2. And I said to her, we're going to make it happen summer 2022. It's going to happen. Dream it, believe it, believe become it. Become and I remember because we were there. I remember when we was on the balcony, you looked over at the O2, like in Tundi's boastful apartment. And we looked over the old, yeah, he's got a terrific apartment. And we looked over and you said like, yeah, I'm going to be fighting him. I remember because it's going to happen, sis. It's going to happen. And now look, it's happening. Like mm -hmm. it must be a kind of a great buzz and everything else that all of this is happening for you right now. It must be a great buzz. Yeah, it's exciting, you know, to be a part of one of the biggest fights in women's boxing, you know, to, you know, to be going in there against somebody who they're considering the biggest puncher in women's boxing, right? At this time. And, um... They said in the history. They said in the history? <laughs> yeah. He ain't hitting harder than the motherfucker. I, I swear, I swear. But, uh... Well, it, well it's, just, it's just a great, you know, story. And also to see that she's working with Peter Fury. And she gives, you know, Peter Fury, you know, all the thanks to her becoming a better fighter. And, um... It's going to be great. I'm actually happy that they have an opponent for me, you know. And it's great that whatever... You know, her beat me and the amateurs happened because... You're 17. Does that really count? You know what? This is what, I, this is what I say. Yes, I lost my only fight 10 years ago, right? In the amateurs. Three months later, I won everything. I left the amateur rank 77 wins and one loss. And I lost my 26th fight. So that means that I was on a 50 fight, 51 fight win, a win streak before I even turned pro. And then now I'm 12 and 0 pro. And I just find that um 
if she can live off of a win that happened 10 years ago, it just shows that uh, it just shows that they really need a woman fighter in the UK to mean something. So it's great that I was able to do something after we after the loss to her and continue to be great. Because if I would have fell off the radar and not really won much, nobody would think too much of this fight. But the fact that I've been able to do everything and uh, she's been able to live off my name for all these years, that's why they're saying that the fight's going to be competitive and she's going to do this and she's going to do that. But um, that's just them wanting to discredit how great I am because everything I've done in the past 10 years, they are forgetting that her four years in the amateur, she did nothing. She didn't medal in world championships. She didn't win no Olympic medals, N not even bronze, fourth place. And then we turned pro, and she said that I'm not better than her. I just got a chance at the belts before her. And I find that kind of comical because if you want it, so you're telling me that somebody who you don't like and somebody who you beat in the amateurs and you're so much better than, she's getting all this clout. She's fighting main event on Showtime, main event on HBO, main event on The Zone. You see me making all this money, getting all these belts, and you're telling me. And she turned pro before me. And she was signed with Floyd Mayweather. So you're telling me that you're the better fighter and that you just weren't gifted the opportunities. One reason why Floyd dropped her from his promotion is because she talked all that stuff and said she was the only person to beat me. And when he tried to get her to fight to become a world champion, her and her coach kept saying she wasn't ready to take those steps. That's why he dropped her from his uh, promotions. What's going to happen when you two fight, young lady? I'm going to whoop to that martial ass. That's what's going to happen. Plain and simple. However it got to get done. If she want to brawl, we can brawl. If she want to box, we can box. If she want to do both, we can do both. I know I'm going to have a ball punching her in the face, punching her in the mouth. I'm going to have a great time. And every and every punch she's going to feel for the past 10 years of her talking trash to me and trying to, you know, dis, uh, discredit all my achievements. She's going to feel all of that. But she's going to get beat the worse than Hammer did. Guarantee it. Well, how, how is she trying to discredit your, your achievements? Because your achievements speak for themselves. You know what I mean? The free weight world champion. You know what I mean? You've done it in reverse from super middle, middle, uh, and super world weight. She's saying that, she she always says that if I would have fought her in the pros or if, or if I was fighting against her for those world titles, that she would have won. Or she's saying that the only reason that I did it is because, oh, I was given the opportunities to fight these girls and she wasn't, which is a bold-faced lie. She doesn't want to fight against R Raquel Miller. Um, it's a couple girls who I know that she doesn't want to fight. She didn't want to fight against the girls here in the U.S. She didn't want to fight against them. She wants to go back to London and do what they're doing for her now, giving her girls who are easy to beat, last-minute replacements, build her up. Because in the U.S., I'm sorry, but us American fighters aren't able to do that, especially in the women division. You got to get out there and show you that you know how to fight. Like, like they don't want to see you get in there and just knock a girl out who got a who got a losing record. You actually got to fight somebody worth something in order to be considered and respected as a woman as a woman fighter in the U.S. In the U.K., just like with Huey Fury, same thing with Savannah Marshall. All they do is give them easy opponents and talk about how great they can be and then when it's time for them to be world to be world champions and fight against world championship caliber they don't perform so what you're literally saying sis is that they uh over here like we like to pad out guys records 
instead of putting him into hard fights? Is that what you're saying? That's what they're doing with Savannah Marshall. Yes. Okay. We've got a question in from Late Show 42. Thank you for $5. Late Show. Stamina for sale. The GOAT and GT. North Carolina Rock Review. Let's go, champ. They know what time of day it is. They really do Thank know you. what time of day it is. And Monty Singh again. Thank you for the £20 donation. That will go nicely um, to get Tundi because Tundi's bleaching his teeth. You see Tundi right now? His teeth are really white. I'm saying, Tundi, you're putting bleach in your teeth, bro. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Clarissa, Monty Singh says, Clarissa just need to keep turning her round. Marshall comes in front footed in a line. Clarissa can turn her around and around all night long. Respect to having a neutral venue. Love to know Spencer's thoughts on this. My thoughts on the venue, um, it don't matter to me. It doesn't. Because when we're thinking about the fans and you're thinking like the fans are going to infiltrate the judges, right now in the UK, the, uh, a lot of the judges have been under inspection because there's been some bullshit decisions that's been going on right now. Okay. Mm. Right. And it's been bullshit decisions that's gone on with two Brit fighters. So, which was, which was the right, exactly. Which was the big one recently, Jack Carroll uh, versus Taylor. There was, there was a lot going on. So, and a couple of the judges got demoted from their, from their position because of it. And then we've seen certain fights that have gone on after that where it's been close and we're thinking because you're the home fight, you're going to get the nod and they haven't got the nod. So they're really trying to brush it up. So for that, for that, I'm grateful because I was one of the first people to go speak out on it. Do I think it's massive corruption? No, I just think it's massive incompetence on certain things. Now, you've been in the American fire and I get it because you're saying, well, you've come here, you've got a fan base in the UK, you've got a fan base in London because you know where it goes when you come to London and you hook me up, you know, we're on it for you. So I'm saying it don't really make a difference, but I get where Clarissa's coming from that she's saying, listen, I have a synergy and an energy because I came to the UK as a young lady in 2012 and I rocked and shocked it and I won Olympic gold medal and people know who I am in London. Let me do the yeah. thing in London. Simple as that. And also, you're, you're, you're the GOAT, and the GOAT wants to fight in the capital, and London's the capital. Simple as that, of the UK. Ben Oldham, this guy is the big, listen, um, seriously, Clarissa, can you just say massive big up to Ben Oldham? Massive big up to Ben Oldham. Oh, he gave yep, you a yep. hundred pound donation. Listen, Ben Oldham, thank you very much for the hundred pounds. He says, Clarissa, you are a credit to the sport. Stay focused and positive. Spence, Keep up the good work. Listen, let me tell you this. My black book's ridiculous. I've got, I got everybody in my black book. But there is no one who responds to me quicker than Clarissa Shorts. And that's the truth. <laughs> nobody. Nobody, nobody. I'll say, yo, Clish, I, yo, you're in town. I didn't he even know you were in town. He hit me up yesterday. He hit me up yesterday. He was like, hey, I get you on at 10 o'clock. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, straight. No, no long thing. No, oh, you can listen. I'll speak to certain people. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep this thing 100, right? I speak to certain people, right? They accomplish a quarter of what you've accomplished, right? <laughs> Maybe you, I know. Right, a quarter. I ain't calling no names because they're right. They they've accomplished a quarter of what you've accomplished. And I say, yo, you're gonna jump on the show, and they're like, oh yeah, I'm Spence. Can you got to talk to you got to talk to my agent? I said, well, you talk to your agent. I'm talking to you right now. We do it. Talking to your agent. Now you got to click. Put the phone down. So. Big up Clarissa Shields. Thank you very much, Ben Olden, for jumping on. 
It's, you know I mean, it's all love. And Baba Tundi Ajay is coming up here again. Tundi, you're meant to be resting right now because you got to get up early in the morning to go do your work, right? Right. Tundi's saying, don't like the way the security stopped Clarissa from getting into the ring, getting into the ring hey. after the fight. Touch on that, please. I saw that. So, Tell us what so, was going on. Thank you very much, okay, Baba Tundi. Okay, so, so, so listen to me. One, it's no disrespect to the security guard because he is a nice guy. I believe his name is Adam. Yeah, Adam's cool. He's cool. He's a he's a cool security guard. He was with me in Cardiff, with me over there up in um Newcastle, does his job. We ate, we we even ate dinners together. He's a nice guy. Um, I believe he was just doing his job. Now, this is the thing that bothered me. Nobody was doing their job on the night when I was fighting in Cardiff when she got in the ring and disrespected me. And that's why I had GT had the camera up recording from my phone to show the fans like no, do not think that, oh, that the Newcastle was just so hostile that I didn't want to get in the ring and face off with Marshall. No, that is not it. They didn't want to let me get inside of there. And I argued back and forth with Adam because it was like, no, I want to I want to let this girl know, like, congrats and bring that punching power with you in the summer. And I and I and then I just got in her face and I told her, you want to be me so bad. You want to be the quote. You want to have all these belts. I want to see you knock me out in the summer. Make sure you bring that punch of power. And then, and then I told it to her face. You ain't shit. You ain't shit. You ain't nothing. And I told her that to her face. And that's the thing. I think everybody is. I think just the world in general is like. It's just like. Like they're okay with black women being disrespected. But then when it. But then when it comes to the other side. They want to protect her. You know what I'm saying. And they don't want me to say nothing that's going to shake her. Like. It was so much like, okay, leading up to her fight, I had got here on Friday, like the day of the weigh-in. I had made it here. And my driver is driving me to my hotel. Crown, it, it was a Crown Plaza. She was sitting at the Crown Plaza. He pulls me over by the gas station. He like, we got to sit here for five or ten minutes. I'm like, for what? He like, oh, I've been notified to leave you. To, to park you here because Savannah Marshall was in the is uh, is in the lobby and we don't want you guys to run into each other. Um, sir, excuse me, I just flew eight hours over here. Get me to my damn hotel now, because even if I do see her, I'm not focused on trying to make trying to be a distraction to her be, before her fight because I want her to win. You know, but it was like the fact that we put over to a gas station. And then, and then he's like, "Oh, we gotta wait here five minutes." I'm like, "Sir, drive me to my drive me to my hotel now, right now." You know. So then, did he did he did he drive you to the hotel? Yeah, he drove me to my hotel. So then, when I get there, he like, "Oh, I just gotta call that. She just pulled off." So so what? Who gives a fuck about what she's doing? I want to get out this car. I want to get off the plane. I've been flying eight hours to come over here because one, I wasn't going. I hadn't planned on coming to the fight. They hit me up and wanted me to come. Let's let's just be clear. And Savannah Marsh says, like, oh, Clarissa's been looming in the background for some time. I've never even watched a full fight of this girl. Seriously. So, so past that. When I went when I went to the weigh-ins, they didn't even want me and her walking past each other. Like they were like, oh, you go this way and Marshall go that way. Like, 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 like they were like so protective of her because Really deep down inside, Savannah Marshall is intimidated by me. She's intimidated. And she knows that I can say something to her to make her mind switch to something else. So okay. they want to keep us away from each other. And even after the fight, 
even after when she won. I said, that's crazy. She was able to jump right in the ring or right, right in my face after I fought. But now here I am trying to say something to her. And y'all want to keep me from getting inside the ring? I'm like, that's just, that's just whack. And it's also unfair, whoever decision it was. I'm happy that he moved out the way and I was able to go on there and do my thing because regardless, I'm going to sell this fight and it's going to be the biggest fight up in women's boxing, not because of who she is, but because of who I am and how I'm going to sell it. Okay. Right. Bobby Wright. They've got big up Bobby Wright is our guy. Bobby Wright. Absolutely love this lady. Skills pay the bills. And I've also got to say, and she's got the heart to pay the part. Recognize that part there. You got the skills to pay the bills, but Clarissa Shields the part. Hard to play the part. Gonna keep on moving on here. Da, 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 da. Da. Yo, Coach Tucker, Coach. I see like your style of fighting. Like when you were when you were fighting yourself, and for anyone who's just jumped on here right now, has got to realize that that Coach was he was serious. You know what I mean? Ninety six uh, alternative for the for the Olympics. That's not that was in the, that was in Atlanta, right? Um, it's me you're talking to. I know everything, right? Yeah, I was only 17 years old. I was the youngest on the team. I came out of nowhere. I was only fighting a little over a year. Yeah. So when the fact of like um, you didn't do the aspiration for the pros and all the rest of it, why did you take up training? Uh, training just came. I never planned on it ever. Um, a kid from um, my hometown, he called me. He said, I, I, live, I moved to um, Vegas. I was living in Vegas as well. He said, I just moved to Vegas, and my parents said they grew up with you in, in, in your neighborhood, and they told me that I should get in touch with you um, to see if you would be willing to train me. And um, I went down to check him out. He was working with um, – he was signed to 50 Cent's um, promotional company, SMS. And, okay. Um, I decided, and um, after watching him one day, I said uh, he looked like um, something I could make better. And uh, that was my very first day of training. So it was just a phone call out of the blue from a stranger. Okay. <laughs> but you're, you're, you're doing quite well of it right now. You're doing quite good at it right now. I see you work with Floyd as well. Uh, what was that like? Oh, uh, man. Um, well, Floyd was the person I went pro with when I um, signed, when I went from amateur to pro. So uh, he was my manager. I lived with him. I was his protege. So um, it was just like... Uh, rewinding the hands of time, just going back to brother and brother, because uh, I was always like his younger brother. He he used to say out his mouth that uh, I was the, the younger brother he never had. So it's just like you know, just catching up on old times and the vibe is um almost like Rogers right there with us and and um the chemistry is crazy. It's, it's unexplainable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, y'all funny. <laughs> Even when Floyd came down to my to, to my camp before I fought against Eminem and was spending days with us and camp it was it was cool you can tell that y'all like family yeah right yeah, yeah. Oh, i miss i miss roger i spend a lot of time with roger um Back, man. And, and, that's, and that that was because of tundi because tundi went out to tundi went out to vegas um with a couple of his fighters and we're talking this is a hot minute ago now i mean this is nearly a decade ago so tundi goes out there with his fighters and he's doing his work. And this one I was promoting. So he had all these fighters wear stamina for sale t-shirts. He got Roger in the stamina for sale t-shirts. And then like, when I met Roger, we was talking. So when I come into the gym, everyone knows I'm a boxing historian. So you can't bring no dates. I've, I've got more dates than a Muslim or Ramadan. <laughs> so he, so he comes and like, you know, you got the, 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 
the picture frame with all the fighters in it. So you go, who's he and who's he and who's and like Ellie Sexback filmed it. And he goes, nah, this little motherfucker no boxing. And that one meant a lot to me. Oh, yeah, yeah. And sure. yeah. So, but I see the pad work that you do is very reminiscent of Roger. Very, very reminiscent of Roger. Yeah, yeah. The um the foundation of it is Rogers. And uh I, I tweaked and twisted some things that uh I thought needed um tweaking. And uh, I added stuff to it that I think that Roger would have added to it had he had been um, you know, fully himself upstairs. Um, you know, towards the end, I think he would have added more stuff because there's more stuff to add, you know, to put on your own self, you know. And um, so I didn't do anything. Um, uh, I didn't go straight with the with the with the mid work style that Roger did. You know, I just uh, complimented it. I think. And uh, hold on one second to go on what you said about the um, uh, the historian and you know being educated and knowledgeable in the sport. And the guy said that um, you can't compare. You can't compare this to that. The fight, you know, the, the Tommy Hearns and Sugar Ray comparison. You can. The reason why people like that don't, um, they don't get what we get. Like I, I felt your comparison all the way. Like it was real strong because we collect more data when we watching fights. They, yeah. they just watching the fight. We watch everything. So we see even if somebody slip and fall in one round and she slip and fall in another, we say we we can compare those fights. We're not saying that she's better than Sugar Ray Leonard or that she's better than Tommy Hearns. His height, his style, his skills, his, um, uh, the vibe, the chemistry before the fight, it's the, um, the matchup. It's a lot of things. So yeah. um, don't don't let nobody ever uh, bring you down because you, you know too much. Bro, bro, like I don't think you know. Told him, you told him. You killed him with what you said, too. So I know you're over there crying in the couch right now. <laughs> Whoever that was. Bro, I know. Listen, man. Like I said, you gotta wake up really early to say you study more boxing than me. I've been, I've been, I'm saying really early. You have to get really, really early. Like, re I mean, really early. Like, you know, when that alarm clock goes off and you think, oh man, I get five more minutes. No, you go get that five more minutes. I've been up for an hour. You mean I'm, I, but I mean, like, this, I love this sport. And I mean, when I, I'm saying, like, I love this sport, I love, I love it so much. And I've been very fortunate that I made my, my passion become a paycheck. So, you know what I mean, I imagine like I get paid a lot of money. ESPN, uh, I was on Sky Sports for eight years. You know what I mean, before then I was on Satanic Sports. I'm really, really fortunate that I made my passion become my paycheck because I had to speak about this stuff. I remember like I went on a speaking gig in uh, in Pakistan, right? We went around to all the sporting academies and I was invited over by the, the prime minister of the country, Imran Khan. And when my mother saw the check that I got, she said, for years I've been telling you to shut your mouth. You better start talking, son. Because when she saw it, I was like, <laughs> right? So it's all, you know I mean? It's all, it's all, it's all good. It's all good. Anyway, who is that? Lady Shan done them seasons, just said, how did Carisha feel when Floyd signed Marshall and not herself, considering they are from the similar area and because of her achievement also? So... All the things we want to know. We want to know. I actually had this conversation with Floyd recently. Uh, Coach DT was right there, and uh, I asked him, you know, and uh, and Floyd Mayweather doesn't sign fighters, it's somebody under him who signs fighters, and uh, he didn't even remember that he signed Savannah Marshall or that she was even signed to his promotion. And then he remember because I told him, I'm like. He telling me like, yeah, you the greatest, you know, you 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 the goat, you know, like you the female TBE, and I'm like, man, Floyd gone, man. I'm like because you, cause you signed homegirl over me. He like who? 
And I told him, I said, Savannah Marshall, he's like, who? I said, yeah, it's a video of you saying like, oh, we got the only girl signed to TMT who beat Clarissa Shields, two-time Olympic gold medalist. He like, he like, I promise to God it ain't no video like that. I'm like, what? Coach, pull it up. So Coach pulled it up. He was like, ah. he was like, they was feeding me lines. Like, I got over 400 some fighters sign like i don't even remember this i'm like i know you don't but i'm telling you like on the outside looking in me being who i am how it made me feel like dang floyd don't mess with me like that you know what i'm saying like and we from he from grand blank michigan i'm from flint michigan and uh you know what i'm saying and i and i told him that but uh, also at the end of the day um i was able to have that conversation with with uh floyd and like it's a business and you know, I'm a professional fighter that on my pro debut, I was paid fifty thousand. You know, and women don't make that kind of money in boxing. So now to be where I am now, making the money that I'm making, um, just shows that. And I don't think that uh Floyd had really caught on to women's boxing at that time. Even the guy that was signing the women who who had signed Savannah Marshall, I don't think he knew how big a women's boxing would become or how big it can be. And um he was just trying to build something and build somebody with a name or something or something of that nature. So, um, not really no hard feelings toward Floyd, but I was able to have that conversation with him because I'm a realist and everybody know I'm a I'm a keep it G at all times. So, when Floyd was in my camp and we, and we was talking and joking and stuff, I did mention that, and uh, he told me to my face like you like you are the greatest, you are the female TBE, which I guess makes up for all that. <laughs> I um is this Jackie Boy Johnson says Spencer ask Clarissa what she does if she beats Savannah. You should word that differently. You speak to the goal. You say when she beats Savannah, but yeah. all right then. Uh, does she offer her a rematch? You know what? Um, they were they were talking the same kind of language when I got ready to fight against Hammer. Oh, when you beat Hammer, it's going to be a close fight. It's going to be a rematch. Or when Hammer beats you, it's going to be a rematch. And the thing was, I kept telling everybody, the way I beat the hell out of Hammer, she's not going to want a rematch. And this was before the fight. And when I fought against Hammer, I destroyed her. And people understood what I was saying. And, um, and uh, Hammer never asked for a rematch because she know there there is no match. She could not match me. And the same thing will be with Savannah Marshall. When I beat Savannah Marshall, she's going to run a 168 and fight whoever whoever the champions are there. And there's not going to be any more talk of me and Savannah Marshall no more after I beat her. Okay. So how's it work with you having two coaches now? Uh, you Former two-weight world champion, John David Jackson. And people don't realize how good John David Jackson was. They don't. I'm going to tell you this now. I was a child. I was a child. Uh, when, when John David Jackson came over, came over to, I was 15 years old. When he came over to England to win, to defend his first world title. And that was against a man called Chris Pyatt. Now, Chris Pyatt in the ring magazine was, was voted as the prospect to look out for in the junior middleweights. And John David Jackson played with him. Yeah, so, I heard about this fight. Right now, no, I want I don't I want people to just realize <laughs> anything I anything I say this is 99. I think it was like March of 99. Go and watch that fight. And I'm telling you, John David Jackson was actually a genius because he mm -hmm. could do things so awkwardly and make you look stupid, but it make you look stupid, but it'll always be countering. 
And it took great yeah. men. People don't realize that to lose to Bernard Hawkins ain't no shame. Bernard Hawkins is a great, a great, great, great. Ain't no shame. And I was tail end of his story, right? But how does it work now you've got these two coaches? Man, it's like the dynamic duo, to be honest with you. Um, I've always wanted two coaches in my corner. Sorry so to cut you. The, the, the dynamic duo is me and Tundi when we do the show with the Batman role. <laughs> But I always wanted two coaches in my corner. And uh, I wanted two coaches with two different styles. So they both hold pads different. And uh, But I knew that when their minds got put together, that the game plan that, that they had for me and the stuff that like the stuff that they would tell me and like sparring in the corner would change. And so I've always been looking for that. And uh, and it was other coaches who I, you know, gave chances to work with Coach John. But it just didn't mix. But Coach DT and Coach John go together perfectly, even with the kind of person that I am. You know, like, when I first met Coach DT, like, he didn't really know much about me. He knew I was the GOAT and everything. But as far as in training, he didn't know, like, I'm a workhorse. And he don't got to be, like, on me telling me to train. Like, he going to be telling me, hey, champ, I think we need to take a day off because you've been going crazy. And so uh, I know Coach is used to having, you know, fires that he got to tell, hey, let's go run. Let's go train. Let's go do this. You got to eat healthy. Let's get a massage. But it's like me, I'm already checking off all the boxes. So he really just gets to enjoy just training me and teaching me and us having great boxing conversations. Now, him and Coach John, like I said, it go great together, but they they have a different view of seeing things. And I believe that Coach GT is harder on me than Coach John because I can beat somebody up in sparring. I'd be like, man, I didn't feel like I did good. And Coach John, like, what? You, you you beat the hell out of him. And then Coach GT, like, yeah, you, you beat the hell out of him, but you was dropping your left hand, though, you know. And, you know, and you did get hit with that hook. I know you remember that hook. And I'm like, no. He's like, well, I remember. You got to make sure you keep that right, you know, stuff like that. So it's just great to have two different point of views. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Okay, that clears it up. Blood Clark Fury, who's kidnapped Tundi? You Cockneys don't play. No, um, Blood Clark Fury. <laughs> Tundi, Tundi is in camp right now. So he's in camp. I think they've got a big announcement. With, with, uh, with, with Anthony Yard? Yeah, he's in camp with Anthony Yard. Okay. Right. So, and that's the reason why. But he's only, he's only here now. He's sending these little comments. But it's like he's in, he's in camp. And so he don't want nothing to spoil that thing. And not only that, but you know, Tundi gets very animated. He wants to keep that energy for his fire, which I which I mm -hmm. which I rate, which I really do rate. But it's like, and that and it's a nice thing as well that you come into town because usually we do the show at eight o'clock. But like I said, I was away as I've come back, I was away with the family. As I come back, I was so tired. But I said, there's no way that you can you're in when, when you're going back, because I hear this talk that you're gonna be in sky tomorrow. That's the talk that you're going to be on Sky News tomorrow. The talk is that you're down at the Sky Studios. That's the talk. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, I think I think you're hearing right. We got a bunch of interviews starting at 10 o'clock in the morning to about 3. Yeah, that's what Sky. And I think that you're doing the gloves are off um, with Johnny Nelson tomorrow. That's the talk that I'm hearing. Yeah. You're at Savannah Marshall. Now, yeah. now, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward. When that comes out, um, they usually put that out like, uh, 10 days before fight time 
So I'm looking forward to that because for you to be out in America, but now in the UK, where it comes to boxing, we've got to call it as it is. Even though Ben Shalom is a, a young kid in this game, he's on a massive platform. So anybody mm -hmm. that that yeah, that platform will boost anyone. Anybody could be on that platform, it's gonna it's gonna boost you. I can tell you why. I was on I was on Sky for for what was it? Nine years. So you know what I mean when you're on that platform, that platform can that will boost anyone. But the thing about it is this. You could you could be garbage on that platform. You're gonna get boosted, but eventually you're gonna get found out. But if you can fight like I believe that you can do, and which you've demonstrated time and time again, since I've seen you properly since 2012, you've done that. It's fitting that you're on this platform. What does it mean for you to be signed to the boxer group and you having your fights in the UK? What does that mean to you? You know, it means a lot. You know, I think that right now the UK is one of the meccas of boxing, especially for for women fighters. Um, we're getting paid a lot to fight over here on a huge platform, being able to build up our stature and build our, um, like, yeah, for everybody to just like to to get to know us. So I'm happy that they've um, taken to me over here, and I had a great time performing up in Cardiff, and then you know going to Newcastle and watching Marshall do her thing, and now the fight is finally here between me and me and her to finally fight. Um, I think that me fighting here is just going to boost my whole thing. Like, they're going to forget that I'm from the United States very, very soon <laughs> because of how much they're going to love me fighting here and uh, love just my attitude and love my passion for the sport. And uh, I think that they'll have a newfound, you know, feeling toward people that are uh, confident. Because I know over here, everybody like, oh, we want you to be, you know, humble and be nice and all that stuff when it's like, no, you want us to be fighters. You know, you want us to be fighters, but you want us to be um, sportsmen-like. But you guys don't want to take the passion away from us to where another fighter says, I'll whoop this other fighter's ass. It shouldn't be nothing wrong with that. Or speaking of your accomplishments, I think that when I'm done uh, fighting against the Battle Marshals, that I will have a longer deal with, with us, guy, and I'll have more fights here in the U.K. And, um... I think people will forget that I'm from the USA because they'll want to see me fight so much here. That's what I think gonna happen. Okay. Wayne McCleary says Spence asks if Savannah will be her best opponent. What what? Um uh Wayne McCleary says asks for me to ask you, will Savannah be your best opponent? Nah, she won't. Okay. Okay. Um, um, my, I think the best fighter who I fought against is Hannah Gabriels, um, Franchon Cruz, and um, let me think. And then I can maybe add Savannah Marshall, you know. Okay. And um, Savannah Marshall has a great background uh, as far as her amateur background. Didn't accomplish a lot, but still, like it's there, it's that experience there. We have fought against many, uh, many of the same opponents. And the amateurs also, even though when she was losing everything and I was winning everything, I was on my way to the gold medals. I was beating the girls who beat her. Okay. Right. Um, because we were always close to fighting each other four times, both world championships after 2012 and both Olympics. So the girls who she would lose to, I would beat them to get to the medal rounds or win the Olympic Um I don't think she made that far. Or just to continue going, I know um, 2012, the girl I fought against that was from uh, Kazakhstan, she had just beat Marshall on points 10 to 12. And then I fought the girl 
the next day who beat Marshall. Because if Marshall would have won, me and her would have fought. But the girl beat Marshall, so I beat that girl 29 points to 11. That's why I got the highest points in the Olympics 2012 when it was on a point system. No other boxer scored 29 points but the young 17-year-old. Um, then we can fast forward to the world championships. Um, I believe that the girl from Poland beat Savannah Marshall the next day. Again, I I beat up the girl from Poland. Unanimous decision. Can I cut you out? Yeah. Now, you see, like, what she's doing, she's just spitting facts. She's just telling the truth. Now, people going to call her cocky and confident and she's stuck up and she ain't humble. She need to do this, she need to do that. All she's doing is telling y'all what she did, what happened. That's all she did. She's not yeah. putting no exaggerations on it. Just spitting facts without even adjectives. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I, I know what it is. Thank you for that. Because Roadman Science says, Clarissa, thanks for coming on and love the self-belief that radiates off you. And I agree, Savannah is intimidated because every time you come close to her, she she has a very nervous smile, stroke, laugh. Yeah. Body language says a lot. This is his opinion. What do you think, young lady? I think she's very intimidated by me, and she should be. But um, <laughs> she should be because... I'm on whatever you want. So whatever energy you give me, I'm gonna give back to you ten times more. So if you show me love, I'm gonna show you love. But it but 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 if you show me that you want smoke, I'm gonna show you that fuck smoke, I'm gonna bring you fire. You know, okay. so that's just how I am. Um Savannah Marshall knows that um I'm not to be played with. She know that. She know that. And that's why when she ran up on me up in the fight up in Cardiff, it was so many security guards. Because she know I slapped the shit out of her. She know that. And Boxer knows that. And Ben knows that. So it kind of, you know, it's just the disrespect that they know that I don't really like. The trash talk is okay. But when you start disrespecting me, it makes me tick a little different. You know, okay. so what, 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 Marshall did you is what did she say to you that you took as major disrespect, Clarissa? Um, if you fight that way against me, I'm going to wipe the floor with you. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man, that's a good British accent you got on there, man. That's a good British accent you got right you there. You should hear my, you should hear my sister say it. Oh my, my little sister got the best accent when she called me and said that I was on the floor. She was, she called me. It's in like early in the morning. Come to, come to, I fought the Cardiff. I'm like, hello. She like, rest you up. I'm like, yeah. She like, if you fight that way against me, I'm gonna wipe the floor with you. And I'm on the phone early in the morning, like, bro, do not call me no more. <laughs> and we just laugh about 10 minutes and just was like, man, that we just kind of laughed because, like, man, that girl was, like, we was laughing because, like, damn, she really crazy. Like, she really tried to run up on me and say that dumb ass shit when I fall. <laughs> now, I'm going to keep this thing 100. You got to do that when you're... When you do the gloves are off, you got to do that British accent because that's very good. It's at some point. <laughs> and, and, and the thing, you know what? You know what? The thing is this: what people don't get is like when people see they they do they interpret self belief and confidence as oh you must be cocky. It's a thin line. When you're winning, it's confidence. If something goes wrong. We're glad the cocky bitch got beat. That's what this side of the thing goes, right? Mm -hmm. so let's, continue, let's continue doing you. Because check this one out. Whether they like you or love you, let them pay to see you. That's all that matters. 
That's all that matters. And as long as you're within yourself, you're good. See, but the thing that I just find so crazy is that, you know, if I didn't call myself the greatest woman of all time, nobody would have regarded me as that. Even though I have the accomplishments and I have the titles and I have the skill set and I beat some girls who had great resumes. If I would have never spoke it myself and said it out loud, nobody would have even thought to even look my way. And not because, oh, I'm talking, but because they want the other girls to be looked at. They want to, oh, Kay Taylor's the best. Amanda Serrano's the best. Even though if I was to fight at those weight classes, I could beat those girls. You see what I'm right. saying? Somebody did ask, like, because I remember ages ago, you said, yeah, man, if I lost weight and got rid of my butt, I'd, you'd, you'd fight Taylor. Would you consider that? Coach, no, I'm crazy as hell. I would consider anything to put down the best. I really, like, I would consider anything to put down the best. And I can make 147. And Jessica McCaskill knows that. So that's 147. I, I heard that Katie was supposed to be coming up to fight against Jessica McCaskill again for the Undisputed Championship about 147. My thing was, if you fight against Jessica McCaskill at 147, you can fight against me at 147. That was my whole thing. But Katie had said in an interview she wouldn't come to 147. And that she wouldn't, she wouldn't fight me because I'm too big. But it's like, all right, as long as she don't fight against Jessica McCaskill at 147 and win those titles, she never have to worry about me ever calling her out because she is, she is very, very small. But also it's a huge disadvantage for me to go down to that weight class anyway. But I believe that I could do it. And with whatever energy I have left, I could still win with my with my skills and my defense and my and, and my offensive skills against anybody. And that's not disrespecting them because I know Amanda Serrano fights seven different weight classes all the way from 118 to one to 140. But I will fight either of those girls up at 147 if they if, if they wanted to. You know what I'm saying? If that was something okay. that was on the on the table for them and me, I would do it to prove like. I'm the best, and they're great fighters too. And when you're great fighters, you want the best fights to happen. And the and the best fights in women's boxing is myself versus Amanda Marshall, a dream fight between me and Kay Taylor, a dream fight between me and uh, me and Amanda Serrano. That's the way that I see it. Okay, okay. So let's not take the fight for granted. How do you think? Like, if you was to retire from boxing, like, how do you, how would you like to be remembered? I want to be remembered as um, a fighter who never backed down from nobody, mm -hmm. who went to all different kind of weight classes and took on the best challenges, who fought all the number ones. I want to be remembered as somebody who never tried to take advantage of the padded up records, because I can pad my record with a bunch of girls and knock them out and beat them up. But I but I've taken nothing but high but high caliber and very, you know, skillful women boxers who had former world champs and everything like that. And I just want to remember too as just like a woman who didn't take no shit. You know, up in women's boxing, it's so many people that just act like they can just boss us around and tell us what to do and act like, you know, we're beneath them. Even men boxers who haven't accomplished a quarter of what I've accomplished have tried to stun me and I've been able to let them know like little dog don't you ever but I want to be remembered as being a being the game changer for women's boxing the way that I speak 
the way that I box and that I perform, the things that I demand, it'll make it easier for the girls coming up. It won't be a big thing for a woman to make a million dollars when I'm done. It'll be like, oh, that's the norm. If you fighting for a world title, when you fight against another best fighter, you should get a million dollars. It's like, that's what I want. I want them to be known as a as a trailblazer, somebody who stood up, stood up for myself, but also all the other women fighters who made a who made a blueprint, you know, when when it wasn't one. Because when I turned pro, it, it, it wasn't no blueprint to making a million dollars in women's boxing. I, I made the blueprint. Literally, with everything that I've done, me and my promoter, and us working together, I've made the blueprint to show a girl, look, this you, you can turn pro without having an Olympic gold medal, and this is the steps you take. This is what you do. This is how you get to the world titles. And I'll be able to build a generation of under me that can, you know, do that. And I just want to be known as just a great person. I think that sometimes how great I box and how mean my demeanor is in the ring overshadows the kind of great person that I am. I'm engaged now. And to be engaged at a woman at the ring. I see the ring. I see the ring. Yeah, it's popping. I mean, yeah, yeah. For y'all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's but beautiful. That's beautiful. To, yeah, yeah. Just to be engaged at my age shows that uh I'm a I'm a great woman and I'm a great person. I'm just a boxer and I got the boxer's mentality inside the ring, but outside the ring, I love my fans, I love meeting new people, and um I just wanna be I wanna retire from boxing and be known for all of that. All okay. that that I just said, all of that. All right. Ash one says Clarissa School Savannah props for not letting Ben and Sky disrespect you constantly. I don't know what he's talking about. Disrespect? Do you feel disrespected by those guys? I don't think you do. Well, up in up in Cardiff, I did scare Ben. And it wasn't on purpose. Yeah, I felt like he's, he new. he's new to this thing, you know, he's new. Yeah, but I felt like him and Savannah Marshall was attacking me verbally at the okay. same time. Okay. And and that put me on a high defense. Um and I didn't know that Ben would get in my face and say what he said. Talking about some old oh, Clarissa, we know that you're that you consider yourself the quote, but we have Savannah Marshall, and I think she'll do this and she'll do that. So when he said that to me, I'm like, wrong thing what? to say. Whoa! So I went off on Ben and scared the shit out of him, not even knowing. Like I understood after, like, oh. Ben's her promoter and Salida is my promoter. Oh, but that wasn't explained to me. So when they're both attacking me, he's saying that, and then and then she's jumping in talking her stuff. I'm like, whoa! It was just me versus them verbally, and I wanted to smack the shit out of both of them. <laughs> That's and 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 so that was a disrespect. But after um, realizing what it was. And being having an understanding, like, look, let me and Savannah Marshall sell the fight. I don't need you getting in my face saying nothing. Because my promoter don't get up in Savannah Marshall's face and say nothing. And he didn't get yeah. up in Hammer's face and say nothing. So I'm not used to a promoter getting in my face and saying stuff. So that so that threw me for a whole loop. And that's just what that, that they're talking about. But um, I think Savannah Marshall trying to build, just build herself up. And she likes the attention she's getting. But she got to learn the hard way how people treat people that talk like her and lose. She'll see. Okay. Monty Singh says, there's ego and then confidence. Carisha has confidence, but is humble. 
like I said earlier, Tundi enjoy the teeth bleaching. I'm telling you, Tundi's bleaching. Like, every time I see Tundi, the teeth looking white and white. I'm straight down. You know them Nigerians. You know it goes. <laughs> The, the, the somebody just said on here, I just saw it. Oh, boxing support, thank you for the five pounds, Clarissa. You are awesome, such a great football fighter and a brilliant character. Good luck to you. Coming from boxing support, Clarissa, the greatest. Thank you for the five pounds, my brother. Oh, they're all coming in. Miss Ringside. Oh, Miss Ringside. Yet the goal in the house. Miss Ringside, thank you for the 449. Big up yourself, Clarissa. I admire your self-belief. How do you remain focused and disciplined inside and outside of the ring? Big up yourself, Spencer. Oh, I don't need to big me up. I'm always getting big up already. You know what I mean? But it's all good. You know what I mean? It's all good. But yes, um, how do you stay focused and disciplined inside the ring, sis? You know what? I really just uh, stay. I I stay focused by looking at my old footage and making sure that I put down notes of what I want to improve on. Talking with my team, saying what we need to improve on, and kind of just building off of that. But you know, staying focused got a lot to do with like just my belief in Jesus Christ and you know God, my Lord and Savior. You know, to just going to church, staying humble, um, just trying to be like not just a great boxer, but be a great person. And uh, recognizing that there's things outside the ring that affect my mental, right? Okay. And also learning that and fixing that and just dealing with childhood traumas and, you know, dealing with them. Because once you deal with all your problems, it kind of makes you a better person. And, um, you know, just acknowledging that I'm not perfect, but you're just trying to be a very genuine person and be nice and give people second and third chances and stuff like that. But um, staying focused is really about, like, having a team around you who understand how focused you need to be. Because there's time where I do get off focus, and, and I don't want to train, and I don't want to work out. But then I have coaches and I have people around me like, hey, it's time to stop eating like trash and eat and eat better. Um, even, even with my fiancé, he's a fitness trainer, but he's big on my diet. He's like, hey, you can't just eat anything. Like, look, you ate good for two days now let's get back to the salads and the fish and all that stuff so that's great there he's also one of my strength trainers so i've been in the gym working out with him make sure that i stay in shape coach dt no drinking no no drinking and no smoking i, I never smoked ever but i do have a drink occasionally and he's like let's just not drink period so to have that kind of you know people around you who constantly like yeah you want yeah i want what's best for me but sometimes i feel like they want what's best for me more than me. But nobody wants to win and fight more than me. But they know that it takes stuff outside the ring in order for that to be right, in order for me to be the best. So having a having a great circle of people who, who want the best for you and not going to sugarcoat and tell you, like, oh, you can do whatever you want, champ. You're the quote. It's like, no, they're like, yeah, you can do whatever you want as long as it's right. <laughs> and long as it's helping you be better. You know, so just having a great team helps me stay focused and disciplined. Okay, suffer me. Dan says, Can we stop with the humble cap? Ben, you know damn well Savannah is a humble girl. I never said that she's not humble. What, what I'm, saying is, I'm saying that people don't, people don't regard Clarissa Shields as being humble. I'm saying I know Clarissa, me and Clarissa speak regularly. She's she's humble. Um, but 
what it is is like when you see somebody who speaks about themselves in the third person about their accomplishments which is not gas talks you're not saying oh well uh i want to win two olympic championships i want to become world champion in three different ways no this young lady has done it so yeah she she exactly so she's got every right to speak about herself in the way that she speaks about herself reason why because in britain we always say the proof is in the pudding and as they say in america you either put up or you shut up and right now she's putting up so she don't need to shut up simple as that yes savannah marshall definitely is not humble no she's not to only have one world title versus a person that got 12 world titles she should be even bound down to the fact that I'm even willing to fight her because I don't I can I can pick who I want to fight do like, do like boxer is picking who she fights all them little bums I could build my record up just the same way and never even mention her never even acknowledge her and nobody would care nobody would say nothing but I've always acknowledged her I've always said oh yeah we can fight I made Savannah Marshall an offer in 2018 when I was world champion at 168 with two with the WBC and the IBF she turned us down. Okay. This is when I had my first world. This when I was only a two-time world champ. Now I'm a 12-time world champion now. This one I only had two belts. So I think that Savannah Marshall really doesn't. If she has some accomplishments to compare to mine, Olympic gold medals, you know, world titles, she could talk, she could talk and talk that she's talking, but she she world champion, talking world to me. Titles. Yeah. Right. She 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 can't. She's the one who's not humble. She hasn't accomplished nothing to be speaking of me or about me the way that the way that she does, you know, and it's never going to sit well with me, you know, and um, she hasn't accomplished nothing. I'm glad that she's knocking girls out. But if I will fight girls on three days notice and a week's notice and girls from 147 pounds, I would knock them out, too. <laughs> Kakura, what's that? Uh, Musa, salam alaikum, brother. He says... I'm an American living in the UK and I'm out here ripping hard, letting them know that the goal is here. Marshall is not ready. They're all coming in there. Lauren Davis, thank you for the five pounds. You are an inspiration in and out of the ring. Well done for talking about those who came before you, Riker and Wolf, etc. You're the only one doing it. So props to you for representing. And why do you call like these these female fighters of the past? Why do you mention these female fighters of the past? This because they did help pave the way. You know, they didn't get a chance to fight in the Olympics, but I feel like their work in the in the pros did bring light to women's boxing. So with Lucia Riker and Wolf uh, Layla Ali, Christy Martin, they were doing that. But I don't think that they had much to do with the Olympics being added to. Uh, to women's boxing, but I do feel like all of them uh, dropped the ball when it like comes to promoting women's okay. boxing uh, uh, in the pros. It's like a lot, people, like yeah. a lot of people don't mention Kirsty Martin. Kirsty Martin, Kirsty Martin, Kirsty Martin was, she, I mean, the, the she could fight, man. I remember like being as a kid watching her fight. She could, she, she, could, she could fight. She, she could fight. Yeah. Yeah, because she fought undercards of Mike Tyson against uh, Yeah, Jefferson. yeah. But I'm saying Lucia Riker, when it came to skills, she was badass, man. I swear that she was very, very talented, very talented fighter. 
very talented fighter. So I'll, I'll give you props for, for mentioning those who came in the past. Conchidon says, what current fighters are okay? Conchidon, this is my bony fight. This is my longest. Me and this guy has been friends for three years old, right? And he says, what, what current fighters do um, does Karusha enjoy watching? So what fighters do you like watching, sis? Oh, man. I like watching Anthony Joshua, okay. Earl Spence, Terrence yeah. Crawford, Shakur Stevenson, Canelo, um, Ryan Garcia. He's up and coming. Javante Davis. Myself, of course. I watch my own fights. Amanda Serrano, Katie Taylor. Um, I want to see more of Alicia Baumgartner. She's good. She could fight, huh? Yeah, she can fight. I like seeing Michaela Mayer fight. Um, Keyshawn Davis. He fights similar to Shakur Stevens. Listen, man, I, I, this time yeah. last year, I called one of Keyshawn's fights out. Where was, where was that? In Dubai, right? Out in Dubai, he boxed on the undercard. Uh, who, who, who was it? Yeah, it was Carl Frampton unfortunate um, uh, title challenge for the world title. And uh, Keyshawn, I, I like a very talented, very, very talented fighter. Um, he's got he's got great also, skill. Great skill. Josh Taylor. I like watching him fight some UK fighters like Anthony Yard. Cool. He did really good against um, what's that fighter name that fought against Andre Ward? Kovalov. Oh, yeah, yeah, he did really good against. He did really, really good against him. He just gassed out a little bit. Um, trying to think who else. I have I'm, I've actually been. Oh, Richard, Richard Reactpour. Oh, your friend Richie, yeah, he had a very yeah. good win last week. He had a very, very good win. He always having good wins. Week. He always putting dudes to sleep. He be sleeping dudes. He can punch. Oh, and Tyson Fury, Dylan White. I'm, I'm really. I'm more of a boxing head than what people know. Now you are, because you're, you're, reading like, you're reading off the names there, sis. You're reading them off. I actually, like, I watch boxing. Like, I watch full fights. Like, when I miss a fight, I go back and, and, and watch it. And um, I'm just, I'm, I'm big on watching fights. Like, Stephen, like, like even Stephen, Stephen Fulton, he's a smaller weight, he's smaller weight, uh, smaller weight class, but I love watching the fight. Nonito Nair was one of my favorite fighters growing up. And I can't believe he hasn't retired yet. It's like he retired and come back and he's still winning the title. Man, he he doing it. He fought the fight against Enu again, right? Is the rematch? Oh, I heard about the, his next fight. Yeah, he said he's been fighting against Enu again. But okay. it's like I watch boxing. I literally like I, I watch it. It's it's crazy that I'm a I got other friends and stuff that box who don't even watch boxing. I mean uh, you like, know what? They, I like, like they're boxers, but they don't watch it. I'm like, how don't you watch it? I don't, I don't understand it. Like, I'm not missing a fight. I'm going to Katie Taylor, Amanda Serrano. I'll beat her in person. I'm going to Earl Spence versus Ugas. I'll beat her in person. Like, I'm there. And it's just crazy to me. It's like, how are you a fighter, but you don't watch fights? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't get that. <laughs> I don't know. It's mind-blowing. Mind you know I mean, I don't, I don't get that. And I would say, like, what fighters of the past do you watch this? Well, people don't know that my favorite fighter is Sugar Ray Robinson. Okay. And I believe that Joe Lewis is right under him. If I had to do my top ten list overall, my I think my top five is 
Sugar Robinson, Joe Lewis, Muhammad Ali, Floyd Mayweather, and Roberto Duran. That's my top five. That's deep. That's deep. That is very, very deep. Um, you don't know, like, Sugar Ray Robinson won his first world title against a man called Tommy Bell in 1946. Um, Tommy Bell Tommy Bell was a really good fight. That was December 20th. Right? Tommy Bell could really fight. And Ray Robinson played with him. And the saddest thing about Sugar Ray Robinson is, like, he's great. What weight fights? There's, no footage. No footage. Yeah, no footage. It's, it's, it's mad, right? It's just no, crazy. When he was in his prime, his, that was his prime. Yeah. Yeah, that was. That but he was, still looked good when he went up to the middleweight. Yeah, yeah, that's so you can't yeah, even imagine he, like how great he was. Yeah, he went I up mean, to middleweight. He went up to middleweight in 1951, where he fights Jake Lamotta and he stops him, and that was February 14th, 1951, and that was a that was a that's where he stops him. He's like he just lets off that mad barrage of punches. Ray Robinson was one of my favorite fighters, one of them. Yeah, but you know, everybody that watched watch really watches boxing, he should be he should definitely be in the top. Sure, unless you know, yeah, unless you're a hater, biased, right? yeah. yeah. But the mention of Joe Lewis, we're gonna it's gonna be very, very difficult to find somebody who had a better jab than Joe Lewis. Um, Joe a better Lewis, jab and no, nah, Joe Lewis' jab was phenomenal. Dude, Joe, he took tap dancing classes as a kid, a heavyweight, yeah. right? Yeah, man, what yeah, Joe, Joe Lewis's Joe Lewis's jab was was. Yeah, it was a very, very serious jab. And like he he would uh there's a there's a famous story. I will tell you something, I don't bore you guys. The like Joe Lewis came over to the UK for sparring. Like you know, we're talking like this is this is about 948, he comes over here and like Joe Lewis comes over for sparring. And so they're getting a sparring partner for him. And the person who told me this story was a great fighter, Henry Cooper. Henry Cooper famously knocked down Muhammad Ali in their first fight in 1963. And Henry Cooper, he's passed away now, but Henry Cooper told me this story. And he says, like, um, this guy came into spar with, 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 with Joe Lewis. And Joe Lewis was just, like, deliberately told to take it easy with the guy because, you know, you're Joe Lewis. Like, take it easy with him. So Joe Lewis is moving around with the guy, just tapping, just tapping, just tapping. He was just tapping the guy on the arms. Yeah. When the guy finished the spa, he had these big, massive black marks on his on his arms. He said he couldn't move his arms for two weeks. <laughs> Joe Lewis was a serious guy, man. Yeah, Joe Lewis was a monster. Incredible fighter. Absolutely incredible fighter. And a joy to watch. And he represented, at that time as well, he represented so much more than boxing. Right? So much more than boxing. But we digress. Anyway, Clarissa, what's the future hold for you? Um, we know you got the gloves are off tomorrow, so I'm just spoiling it for everyone. Oh, shit. Someone just asked me on here. He said, uh, did I hear what Johnny Nelson said about Savannah Marshall versus Clarissa Shields? Did you hear that? Did you hear what Johnny Nelson said? No. Said? No, Johnny, Johnny said that. He, Johnny said live on TV yesterday. Not causing no trouble on Johnny because he's my guy, but I've got to tell you how it is because someone just asked the question. Um, Johnny um, said that she would she would beat you, especially on the performance that she put in yesterday. So just remember that when you go into this guy's shoot. Right? No, Johnny right? said that. Yeah, but what I'm trying to say to you, Johnny's terrible at calling fights. So that's a compliment. If Johnny Nelson picks someone against you, that means that you're in good stead. 
because I wouldn't trust Johnny Nelson to pick a bunch of flowers for me, let alone a fight. So don't worry about that. Don't get twisted. A great champion was seven and a half years. He was world, he was world cruiserweight champion. But I wouldn't get Johnny to pick a bunch of flowers for me. So Johnny can't pick fights. So don't worry about that. Mm, oh well, he didn't say that to me. I don't, I don't remember saying that to me. Yeah, but yeah. you know what? Look, I'm. You know, I remember Terrence Crawford being on this uh, interview, right? And these guys were like they're. Errol Spence fans and their Terrence Crawford fans. And there was one guy who told uh, Terrence Crawford, he said, I think Errol Spence will knock you out. And he said to Terrence Crawford, and Terrence Crawford didn't even get mad. He said, that's your opinion. But my, but, but my job as a fighter is to show you different. That's it. And, and everybody is entitled to their own opinion. I'm not mad that people like Savannah Marshall. I'm not mad if they feel like she's a knockout artist. I'm not mad about that. But my job as a fighter is to just, to just show y'all a difference. I'm not going to get mad at nobody for saying, oh, I picked Marshall to win. Or if I ask them, oh, who you think will win between us? Like, you you don't got to say me. You, you, you can say her. But the thing is, I'm going to show you that you were wrong. And I've proved a lot of people wrong already because I had the same conversation with people about, about Christina Hammer. And I asked anybody, well, I think she got 11 knockouts. You only have two knockouts, and she got 21 fights, and you got eight fights. So I think she's gonna she's gonna catch you, champ. I think she can knock you out. And I will look at them and say, "It's crazy you think that, but I'm gonna show you different." And I learned that from Terrence Crawford. So shout out to my boy Terrence Crawford, well, honey, for that because I'm not mad about nobody's opinion. My job is to show that that I'm the best out there. That's it. Yeah, as we say in the UK, opinions are like assholes because everyone's got one. Everyone's got one. Everyone's got one. Everyone's got one. Um, Clarissa, I think we could got another like 10 minutes with you. You know what I mean? Um, we're greatly appreciative. Get your questions in for Clarissa Shields, 12-time world champion, free weight division world champion in the house, looking to continue her fantastic run. This is one thing I want to ask you, um, Clarissa. Are we going to see more knockouts from you? Because you're killing us with the skills, but are we going to start seeing you like cold lamp people coach is that am i am i okay to ask that question there coach yeah yeah, yeah. i think she's gonna have a great answer for you too we are getting to the point in time where i am not start knocking people out um because we just now seeing it you know well i'm just now seeing it um i've never really like i looked at my fights but i've never been able to pinpoint oh how do you knock her out or or, or, or what or what could i have done and the only thing that i can say now is only one thing that keeps me from knocking girls out and that's my composure i think my my passion for boxing i want to just land hard punches and i know that when i see it on the film it's gonna look great but now it's like selling down some more not throwing so many punches and actually picking those shots and i did great my last fight doing that but it's about finding that right combination with the with the two minutes of the body and the head work to get a knockout. So it's definitely coming. And Marshall may be the first victim, to be honest okay. with you. Okay. Well, I'm going to go back because, you know, like I liken this fight um, to, to Ray Leonard, Tommy Hearns, talking the first fight and the second fight. And the second fight, what was that? That was June 12th, 1989, when they fought in Vegas. The second fight at Super, at super Middleweight. Leonard was trying to punch too hard. Like he weren't moving, or he, he was like trying to set himself to knock out Tommy Hearns because he's fighting off the fact that he thought that Tommy Hearns had no chin. I wouldn't want you to try and fall into not 
teaching you how to suck eggs. I don't want you to try and fall into that trap to try and punch too hard or also to try and punch too hard because you're trying to impress anybody. I think the thing that you must impress is yourself. And I think the way how you box, I'm speaking to certain heads, which I can't, they they said, look, oh, I'm telling you that Cruz is going to win the fight, but uh, you can't say on the show, you can't say that. I said this to you, like, right? Like, people are living in England, they want to work, right? And I was like, all right, cool, no problem. Just like Johnny, Johnny want to keep working too. That's what Johnny said. <laughs> oh, but Johnny said that on TV. Now Johnny should have been neutral. We weren't neutral, right? But that's what he believes. Um, uh, yeah. But don't worry about that. It's, a, it's an opinion. I, I can't begrudge anybody their opinion. That's your opinion. As long as you're not trying to keep food at my, my my mouth or my family's mouth, then we're good. You can have your opinion, mm -hmm. right? Um, I'm saying like because you, when I speak to someone who's a sportscaster as well, he was saying to me like. Yeah, this is going to be easy work for you because it was saying like your IQ and your experience is head and shoulders above any female boxer alive today. And that's that's what someone who's a who's a big sporting journalist, that's what they said to me earlier today. But I even though I would like to see like some knockouts and stuff, but I really do enjoy the fact that you complement the technicalities of the things that I used to read about when I was a kid. You know what I mean? And you compliment them. Yeah, you compliment and them. You compliment them. I would I would hate to watch a fight where I got a knockout, but I look like shit the first two rounds. Or the first three, four rounds. Ooh, we're firing shots. I would hate it. But the fact that I know that I'm going to go out there, I'm going to look good, and, the, and, and that the knockouts will come. And we were really close to getting Emma out of there five, six times. And uh, Samantha Marshall, I, I think we're going to be able to make an example out of her because even though Emma was uh, younger, I think she's more durable than Savannah Marshall. She was more athletic than Savannah Marshall. She was definitely quicker than Savannah Marshall. And um, that's stuff that Savannah Marshall is not taking into account. All she's thinking about is power, power, power. I'm going to knock her out. I'm going to knock her out. And it's like, you got to you gotta hit me to knock me out. Mm -hmm. You got to land. And with, and, and with my IQ and my eyes and me being able to watch her, not only on TV, but now watch her ringside. I ain't even gonna tell you what I. It's just not it. She, she, she know. She better train her hardest for this camp. And guess what? They say summertime. That me are supposed to be fighting. We supposed to be fighting at the end of June, early July. I I can guarantee you that we're gonna fight later. Because she gonna want more time to get ready. Okay. Okay. Truth be told. Uh, what's that? Sufemi Dan says, Spencer, do not underestimate the role of Peter Fury. You mm -hmm. can't be you can't be saying they can't be sending Matt. So I'm gonna go to a coach because they're speaking about coach. I'm gonna go to coach. I'm gonna go to Coach Tucker. Coach Tucker, what do you think of the role of Peter Fury? Good coach. Speak up, bro. Speak up. So we can get you. Uh, I think uh, I, I give props to the dude. He's a, he's a good coach, great coach. Um, done great things um, with the, with another fighter. You know, this is totally separate. Um, he got to work with her attributes. And uh, I don't think, and this is no diss to him, I don't think that nobody would be able to coach Savannah to a victory over Clarissa. Yeah. Nobody. Okay. 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 Wayne McClary says, uh, Spencer, 
don't you think Savannah has a good boxing IQ? Listen, I do think she. I think she's. I think she's an intelligent fighter. I'm not going to turn be here and say she's not. I really do think Savannah Marshall is an intelligent fighter. I, I think can't, that. Yeah. I can't agree with that. I no, can't agree with yeah, that because you're not meant cause I, cause you're I'm you're beating girls. No, because it's girls who are it's girls who I've beaten who I beat easy. She never had the right game plan, or she can't. That's it. That that's what it is. She can't execute the right game plan. See, it's things that I know that I'm not gonna say right now. But that but no, she doesn't. And and you know I'm a realist. I really I'll really tell you some stuff right now. But to be to be a complete fighter, you must have great offense. Great defense, great IQ, great great combinations. You must know how to fight on the outside, mid range, inside. That's all I'm gonna say about that. So to answer your question, Wayne McCleary, um, I do think she's got uh, um, good boxing IQ. Didn't say great boxing IQ. The question was, did you think she got a good boxer? I think she got a good boxing IQ, right? But obviously, Clarissa Shields, the quote, doesn't agree with me, and that's good that she doesn't agree with me. But I'm just saying, I think she got good. She got good IQ. Next question. Yeah, good and great. Two two huge. Two two out of a margin. Good and great. <laughs> I miss she got, I miss she she good. She has good eyes. Yeah. Exactly. I admit that. I admit yeah. that. By by her composure and, and I, I can see I, I look into eyes, I look into body language as well. And uh so she got good. She got good IQ, but great great and good is it's a huge difference. And okay. Like said, well, she got yeah, 100%. Warren Williams says, um, Spence, can we ask her if we can get this fight? At 12 three minute rounds. Now, I will ask him, Yeah. I would love to see female boxing not be two minute rounds, to be real. I would love to see women boxing being three minute rounds. I think um, when people talk about this, I'm kind of like in between because I believe it should be equal, equal fight time, equal TV promotion, equal pay. Right. But then also, too, it's like, when you have trained so many years to fight at two minutes, I believe that going from fighting for 20 minutes to fighting at 36 is a big jump. And it is. I believe that us women right now, that there should that all the world title fights should be 10 three-minute rounds for the next couple of years. And then after the next couple of years, um, the girls coming up behind us can fight for those extra two rounds. And then it can be 12 rounds for three minutes, just like the men. But I think right now, uh, the women who fight for world titles should definitely fight three 10 minute rounds. Well, okay. three, 10, 10 three minute rounds just to close the gap. Okay. But I don't think we, but I don't think we should jump from, um, 10 to 12 minutes yeah. to, to, to 36. Oh, I think yeah. it's just, it's too, it's too big of a jump yeah. and you really have to get your body and your mind prepared for that. So, I know, I know you could do three, I know you could do 12 free, you Yeah, I know, I know. But I know like, you I want to be able to perform the right way, and I got to put in a different kind of training camp to actually do that. So I think uh, I hear that as well, but I, I just know you. I just know that you could do it. <laughs> I'm just being real. I just know because I know that you. I know you train that anyway. I know that you spar that anyway. I know you do that. I know yeah. you put that work in. I've seen you do your work. I've been in the gym with you. I've seen when you work. 
So I know that you could do that. So, and, and for me personally, I would like to see that, like, not even like maybe not 10, not um, uh, 12 three-minute rounds, but definitely 10 three-minute rounds because there's certain, there's certain fights that I'm watching in female, in female boxing, I believe, like, like, you see your last fight out? If that was a if that was a 10 three minute round fight, you'd have stopped her. Because there's certain times when you was getting warm and then the bell would just go. Yeah, so, yeah, it was. The last four in around. Yeah, then it gives her time to recuperate, then she came back out, and she yeah, she well, I, I know I ain't gonna win, but I'm gonna survive a minute and I'm gonna try and fight for 30 seconds, and I'm gonna survive the next 30 seconds, and then the round <laughs> Smart man, smart man, you a smart man, brother. Right, man. I'll try, I'll, I'll, I'll know this game. So that's so what I'm looking at is I'm saying, you know what? They should just up the thing to three minute rounds because yeah, there's a lot three, 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 three some, minute rounds. There's some corners in boxing that needs to be oh, that's just my opinion, anyway. You know I mean, that's just my opinion. So, when are you going back to America? Um, Carousel, you know, like the crew got to take you out, uh, but it's got to be in the evening because it's Ramadan, so I'm fasting right throughout the day, but. Um, yeah, we got we got to take you and, and Coach Tucker out and show you. You know, you know how we roll. You know how we roll when we're out in London, anyway. So, yeah, you know, you know, you know. We have. I still got like, my I still got my C two stuff too. Yeah, exactly. So we got to send the. I class. think no, I think it's C four. Was it C four? No, it's 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 Arc C two. But yeah, we're gonna. Okay. We're, yeah, we're gonna have to go send you a vehicle and go take you and, and Coach out and let you go see uh, a different side of London. And let you come show love to a couple of the boxing gyms out there because it'd be great to see the fantastic 12-time world champion in three different weight classes. You know what I mean? Clarissa, the quote, Shields. Big up, Coach Tucker. Thank you so much for touching the fight is right. Like I said, my brother from another mother, Baba Tundi, he's on here somewhere, but he's not on the show. camp. And he's also bleaching those teeth because his teeth are looking very, very white. <laughs> Peace, two fingers. Lots of love, man. Thanks for every single person for coming on the show. As we end in closing, you know the rules. Dream it, believe it, become it. Come become on down. It. Peace, two fingers. Lots of love for my sister from another mister. You know I mean? And my brother from another mother, Coach Tucker. Big up yourself, bruv. Thank you for blessing the show. And we are of course. All right, y'all. Sports Social Podcast Network. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.